Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. How's everybody? <laughs> Good. Gotta hold the microphone. <laughs> I'm one of those hand people. You can can't do it with this one. Well, anyway, um, I, I'm sure I have a word from the Lord because uh, it's in the Bible. So, so I'm just going to open it up and let it rip. So, all right, well, let's just pray and uh, ask the Lord to bless. Father, we, we're just glad. We're just glad to be here, Lord. Thank you for the word. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And like we're going to be speaking on tonight, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. So we don't want to just be in this place, though we want to be in this place. We want to be in unity when we want to come together, but we want to be in your dwelling place. So I just pray you'd prepare our hearts, that you'd steal us, Lord, that you'd settle us, Lord, right now. That we could just cast our care on you because you care for us. And we know that that means when it says you care for us, that means it matters to you. So whatever we're going through right now, we can leave it at your throne because it matters to you. And help us just to have a word of refreshing and encouragement and the peace and the strengthening that you promised your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, well um, we're going to be in Psalm 84 tonight, so if you want to get a head start, you can turn over there. I've got a couple different translations in front of me we're going to be looking at. Um, Saturday night, before I went to bed, I just heard the beginning of that psalm in my mind, you know, just how lovely is your dwelling place, oh Lord. And so I, I have a passion for that psalm, just something in me. I just love that psalm. Just, it's just one of those from start to finish, you can just drink it in. And... Uh, so I just picked up the Bible, and I read it in this good news Bible that I have. I study out of other Bibles. I have a bunch of translations. And whenever I read it, just the word strength jumped out at me. And so when I finished reading the Bible, I just turned the light off and was getting ready to go to sleep because it was very late. It was probably, I say it was Saturday night. I'm sure it was Sunday morning. <laughs> and I had to be here to play. And as I, as I lay there, that it just kept stirring in my heart. You know, in the Good News Bible, it says, happy are those that you strengthen. You know, how, how happy are those that you strengthen? And uh, I just couldn't stop thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, we are. And I, and I really wanted to, to turn on the light and investigate that further, but I knew I wouldn't get any sleep if I did. So the next morning, we come here for worship, and we're, uh, you know, Chris, or Caitlin will, will pray before we practice, and uh, after we had our time of prayer, she said, I just really believe I felt a couple times while we're praying that God had the word strength on my heart, that he wants to strengthen some people. Was there any more to it than that? I don't, I don't really remember exactly what she said, but, but I was just like, man, that is exactly what I had on my heart the night before. And then to, today, I wasn't even, I knew I was going to be speaking, but actually, I didn't know it was today. 
But uh, so they, they and they were just they were prepared to just do music and then, and that was gonna be fine. But but as soon as I was like thinking about that, the Lord just boom put that song on my heart again. I'm like, I know you want to strengthen people. <laughs> so let's take a look at Psalm 84. I always like to tell the little backstories sometimes of my messages because, and I'm sure you know, pastor or anybody could say the same thing. You don't just make stuff up, you know. It's not like will of fortune. Mm, we're just going to land, and I'm going to all right. Well, I'm speaking on this tonight, you know. It, it, you want to hear from God, <laughs> and uh, okay. So we're in Psalm 84. I'm, I'm actually actually let me read it out of this. Uh, forgot I had this sheet with me too. Uh, I'm going to actually be reading it out of the NIV. I think uh, I want to think it was Rebecca St. James that recorded. Uh, what is it, better is one day in your courts, you know, that uh, great scripture song, and it's based on this psalm, and I love that song, and I love this psalm, but in, in the NIV, this is what it says, Psalm 84, it says, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty, my soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. And in some translations, it says Selah right there. And, and in the Amplified, whenever it says Selah, it always says, pause and think about that. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's a good thing to do as we read sometimes. Okay, and then the next section, it says, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And then another Selah moment there. Then hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Love this right here. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. One translation says he'll give grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, Blessed is the one who trusts in you. I love verse 10 where it says, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. That, that just stirs my heart. And actually my name, that where it says doorkeeper, in some translations it says gatekeeper, that's what that, that is. And that's actually what my name means, Yates. So if you know about, you know, anybody knows what their names are, like my full name, Cheryl Lee Yates, that means beloved in the meadow watching the gate or by the gate or dwelling at the gate but the purpose of the dwelling is actually to snatch people and can be snatching you from the pit of hell or maybe snatching a sheep that's trying to escape <laughs> but I love that because you know the psalmist is saying it'd be better for me just sitting here at your door than dwelling in the tents of the wicked where the party and the carrying on the TV with the satellite and the extra channels is, you know what I'm saying? It's like where we think everything wonderful is. He's like, no, I'd rather just be sitting here watching the door. And 
so what jumped out at me was really verse uh, 4 through 8, but where it says, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Uh, it's actually verse 5, I'm sorry. It says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. Now that word there, Baca, um, we're going to investigate that in just a minute, but it says they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength. So again, verse 5, NIV, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Now, what I read it in, though, the other night was this translation right here. It says, how happy are those whose strength comes from you who are eager to make the pilgrimage to Mount Zion. As they pass through the dry valley of Baca, it becomes a place of springs. The early rain fills it with pools. They grow stronger as they go. They will see the God of gods in Zion. So we are happy when our strength comes from God. But what I love about this is it says they're eager to make the pilgrimage to Mount Zion as they pass through this dry valley, the Valley of Baca. And what that word Baca means is it means to weep. And uh, it doesn't really mean weeping. It means to weep. And uh, so some of the scholars think that that is, is from like, I think it's the, the balsam tree where it says that the, uh, like the sap is like tears. It looks like tears. So if you've ever seen a balsam tree, you see like the tears of sap. And of course, there's other trees too where the sap looks like tears on, the, on it. And then also in some say it could be even the mulberry, uh, which I find interesting because it made me think of the mully grubs. Because <laughs> like mulberries, we know, anybody ever have mulberries eat them? I've never eaten them, but I hear they're like sour, like tart. They're like sour. And uh, I, th I guess you cook with them, probably add a bunch of sugar. But it makes me think, you know, it says they're sour, they're extremely fragile, and so they, they bruise or crush if you just touch them, plus they can stain you. And it just makes me think about bitterness when people are bitter or they're dry, they're so fragile, and you just get near them. And it, what does it say in, in Hebrews? It says if, if, if we let a root of bitterness come up, it can defile many. So I believe that this dry, you know, that, that, that he's using here as it, it, the analogy is it's literal, but yet it is an analogy. So it's, this is something they did every year. They would take this pilgrimage and they would go up, right? They would go to Jerusalem, but they had to pass through this dry area. There was no way to get there. So that's why the Psalm psalmist is saying, think about you're in the dry desert. Think about it. And look what it said. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. Like they were eager to, to make this pilgrimage because his dwelling place is lovely. But it says, he says, my soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. I mean, I think he's really experiencing something there. His heart and his flesh are crying out. And this to me is very tender. The sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. So looking at this, and I, I highlighted some of these words. Let me grab that real quick. Um, Psalm 84, uh, verse 1, it says, How lovely is your dwelling place. Verse 3, it says, Even the sparrow has found a home, which that word means dwelling, too, if you look that up. And then going down, verse 4, it says, Blessed are those who dwell. We've got that word dwell again in your house. And then 
verse 10 where it says doorkeeper or gatekeeper. That means to dwell at the gate, of obviously, of the house. And then, and then continuing in that verse, it says better than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. So I really felt like, you know, there's a lot of information. But what I really felt like God was saying was, like, you're here. You came. You're tired. There's stuff going on in your life. We're bogged down with stuff. Let's not pretend, <laughs> right? And God is like, I know that that life can be dry. I know that seasons can be dry, and you can go through stuff that you don't want to. But if you turn your heart toward me and you just make that pilgrimage to come to my place, when I say place, we're talking about like when I was praying, like to just be quiet, to just be still, to come to God. Yeah, to come to church. We have to fellowship. They're going up together. They're rejoicing. But what we're doing when we do this, this is where I'm going with this, what we're doing when we're doing that is we're carving out time for God. Now, why is that important? And I love, I think you and Caitlin both say that phrase, you know, we're carving out, you know, got to carve out time for the Lord. And I love that um, because that's what they were actually doing in the wilderness. So as they're passing through this dry place, they, you know, it says that, let me read that so we can get a better look at that. It says, as they pass through the dry valley of Baca, it becomes a place of springs. Well, it didn't just, it didn't just happen like a miracle, you know. It, it, it didn't just come up like, what is it, Beverly Hillbilly's bubbling crude. It just, just came up, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they dug wells. They they, <laughs> they dug wells. So um, let me see here. Yeah, a little. I wrote a little note here. The willing they willingly dug wells rather than not go through the desert. And then those pools not only benefited them but those who came behind them. And that word pools it means benediction. Anybody know what that word means? What does that word mean? Benediction. I'm sorry. Well, it's like a, it's like the blessing, yeah. So when like he gives the blessing at the end of the service, or like I was brought up Catholic, they'd have benediction. You get on your knees, do all the, you know. So, pools. It's pretty amazing that that means bless. That that that's a, a place of blessing. So what what he's saying here is, if you'll dig the well, then I'm going to fill that. Just like if we carve out the time for God, even when we're tired, even when we're, you know, worn out, carrying a burden, bitter, like I was talking about, people get bitter. Um, and, and bitterness can be caused by a bunch of different things. It can be caused by anything from a chemical imbalance in your brain to just unrepentant sin, you know. And there's a proverb, I forget it, the way it says it in... In the NLT is different. I'm not going to remember it verbatim in the NLT, but 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 it basically says it's foolish to ignore guilt. You know, like godly people will will turn to God. You know, well sometimes we just want to like suppress it. You know, Pastor, tell me a good word. Tell me something exciting. Tell me something. We want to suppress guilt. You know, can't do that. <laughs> you got to give it up. Got to give up the bitterness. And now the pool's going to do that. The pool will do that when God pours out his blessing. But you have to carve out the time. So how do we carve out time? 
Anybody got any ideas how we might carve out time? Yeah, wake up earlier and pray and read the word. Anybody else? How else can we carve out time? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Say no to good stuff or to dumb stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you have to do both. I've, I've felt like there were lots of things in my life through the years where the Lord was like, you know, it's not that it's a sin, but it's not going to work on the path I have you on. It's sort of like if I'm raised, if I'm growing a, what do you call it, a, a pine or whatever, and I want a Christmas tree, I can't just let it go however. I have to carefully prune it, and that will take off good, healthy stuff, not just clipping out dead stuff. So that was a good word, <laughs> what he was saying there, you know. So, so yeah, because a lot of people are like, my life's so busy, I have no time. And sometimes you do have to give up something. But other ideas how we can carve out time? This is interactive tonight. <laughs> Man. Well, I don't have a dog. I have a cat. <laughs> but... Uh, For sure. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I got a lot to say about it. Well, I just think about the weekend. Well, I just, are you going to talk about the weekend or not? You think about weekend? Okay. So that, the baka, whatever you call that word, that means blessing? The the pool. is the Yeah, and... And so it's that weeping that turns into blessing, you know, and I just sense, yeah, and joy comes in the morning and you were talking about don't suppress it. When you said that word about suppress is when I sensed sometimes like even in a heart of casting your care before God, you can't even verbalize it, but you can weep it. And that there's somebody here that you don't know how to verbalize the bitterness and just you can weep before the Lord and that he turns that into blessing. Amen. And what's so good about that and what I love about this is it's all on our journey. I mean, this it's that's why I'm saying this is literal what happened, but it's also figurative. These things were written before for our learning is what's, what the New Testament says. And so this is our, our journey through life, you know, not just us coming to church. It involves us coming to church. And I agree with Pastor. I totally have felt like that, that there's people here that just, we just need to be still, you know. I, I, I'm telling you, and I had her pray for me because I've, I've just felt I, there's so much in this psalm, but I've just felt like God just wants to be like a laser if you're having laser surgery, you know. To, about what he wants to say to, to, to give people strength for their journey and it will come through you carving out time and you did tonight by coming that is awesome but as we continue to carve out time to sit still and that you know I've got notes I've got stuff I never 
do good that way looking at them. I just don't feel very awkward. I'd rather just blab. <laughs> Anointed blab, please. But but if we'll just sit at his feet in our journey through life, you know, take those times, that's when the pool, he's going to fill up the pool. There's no other way. You know, you have to pass. Where are we going? Read Revelation. The new Jerusalem, it cometh down out of heaven, right? Adorned as a bride. Who's the bride of Christ? That's us. How am I going to go from where I'm at to that? It says I'm going to pass through Baca, the dry ground. So it's literal, but it's figurative. And so there's there's no way around it. <laughs> you know, most people, it's not like they're born happy and die happy and they were happy in between. Stuff happens. And this is where we need to be filled up as Christians and need to have the strength of God. And sometimes, I'll tell you the truth, I don't even know what I need because I'll feel so whacked out or my mind will get ahead of me or I'll start juggling 20,000 things. I'm telling you, when I was a kid, my papa and my dad, I can remember being at my papa's house, and they would just be like, surely, just sit down. Just, 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 can you just not sit? <laughs> I was wound up tighter than an eight-day clock is what my dad used to say. And uh, so if I would sit, I can remember they would make me sit, and I would just, you know, I don't know what I had, you know. Nowadays they have names for all this kind of stuff. I was just wild. That's all I can say. And I would just fidget, and they would be like, look at, look at her. She can't even sit still. I mean, I can hear them like it was yesterday. And I think about that sometimes because I can get 60 irons in the fire, if you know me. And I, and, uh, I don't want to be like, what do they call it, a people pleaser, you know, yes person, whatever. But I want to be a blessing. <laughs> so sometimes, you, you know, you start taking on more than you can do and you're trying to do your own stuff. And then in the middle of that, there's an emergency. And before you know it, you don't have any time to sit. And that's when you got to get out your pocket knife and carve out <laughs> some time. And any time I've done that, I'm telling you, and this is what I love, God put this word on my heart really just a couple of weeks ago, one of the times that I just had to sit and just, you know, be quiet and just get in his presence, read the word. And it was reset. And I think God just wants to push reset. Have you ever not just wanted God to just push reset on your life? or on your circumstance. It's such a refreshing, it's so peaceful. And I believe tonight as we worship that, you know, if we, as we've carved out this time and we just sit in God's presence. And I mean, you can praise, you can do whatever you want, or you can just sit and just be in the presence of God that he'll fill up your pool and you'll have strength. And that was the whole word that Caitlin had Saturday morning or Sunday morning and that I was getting Saturday night and that I got today. Verse 5 again, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Let me read it in this song, in this other one, sorry. How happy are those whose strength comes from you, who are eager to make the pilgrimage to Mount Zion. As they pass through the dry valley of Baca, it becomes a place of springs. The early rain fills it with pools. They grow stronger as they go. They will see the God of gods on Zion. So if you guys want to prepare to, to, uh, to worship, I'll just lead us in prayer. Lord, there's so much more that could be said about this psalm.
And Lord, I just pray if I said anything apart from what you wanted to say, that right now you just dissect it. Your word is a sword that divides between soul and spirit. And I pray right now you just divide between what was said that, that I wanted to say and you wanted to say. I want people to hear what you want to say, that you are our strength. And how happy are we whose strength comes from you, Lord. I pray as we carve out time for you this evening that you'll do just what your word says. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you would just let it rain. That you would just uh, pour out the springs, the pools. It will be a time of refreshing. God, we love you. And we, ex we just have an expectation uh, of you bringing things back to life. Things that are dry, things that are barren. Bringing things to a fruitful place again. And as I'm praying, I'm just, there's this one word in the psalm that I'm going to just look at real quick. It says, my, it says in verse 2, it says, my, my, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. That word living, <laughs> it means alive. Like, this is what it means in Hebrew. It means alive, fresh, plant. It actually means the word plant. It means the word water. So we're, we're crying out to God for this. We're crying out to God for something that's alive, that's fresh. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He's talking about that well. They dug wells. And God just wants to allow us to sit still and he'll pour out from what's already within us that maybe we forgot was there and help us to tap into that. So Lord, we just give this time to you. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.